This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, hitting hard at the unvaccinated, military COVID deaths nearly double since mid-July. Customs and Border Protection opens a first-of-its-kind facility for checking air shipments. And new interior leadership means the Bureau of Land Management headquarters will return to D.C. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. The largest federal employee union says it won't challenge the legality of the president's vaccine mandate. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The American Federation of Government Employees says it reviewed the president's recent executive order and past court history on vaccine mandates. The union told its members it doesn't see a viable legal path to challenge Biden's order. AFGE says it continues to believe agencies should bargain over the implementation of the order, but acknowledge the scope of bargaining will be limited. The union says it continues to encourage federal employees to get vaccinated. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Defense Department has put an emphasis on military spouses recently, and it's now asking for their help. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Pentagon's encouraging more than 600,000 spouses of active duty service members to fill out a survey to better promote their needs. Military spouses struggle with employment because of constant moves and are often dealing with issues like child care and family health. The survey is conducted every two years and gives the Defense Department a better idea of what spouses need from the government. This is the first survey that's open to all spouses. Those interested can find the questionnaire at dodsurveys.mil. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. A spike in military deaths from COVID-19 continues to heighten. Three more service members died of the disease, bringing the number of fatalities to 46. Now nearly half of the military's COVID deaths have happened since mid-July. The Defense Department says all of those who died were not vaccinated. The military is requiring that all service members get inoculated now that the vaccine is approved by the Food and Drug Administration. The Interior Department is moving the Bureau of Land Management headquarters back to Washington, D.C., a reversal from the previous administration. Interior ordered 328 employees to move to Grand Junction, Colorado, and other western states last year. Interior Secretary Deb Holland says the BLM director and a few other senior leaders will be required to move to Washington. The remaining employees can choose for themselves. Interior will keep the Grand Junction office and staff it with BLM employees who already live outside D.C. Of those ordered to relocate last year, 41 BLM employees actually did. That includes just three employees who moved to Grand Junction. Lawmakers are set to grill the Biden administration's cybersecurity leadership this week. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Ransomware, cyber attacks on critical infrastructure, and President Biden's cybersecurity executive order are all sure to come up during this Thursday's hearing before the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. National Cyber Director Chris Inglis, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Director Jen Easterly, and Federal Chief Information Security Officer Chris Darusha are scheduled to testify. It will be the first time Inglis and Easterly have appeared before Congress since being confirmed earlier this summer. Justin Doubleday, 
Federal News Network. The House is eyeing the establishment of a civilian cybersecurity reserve. An amendment submitted to the Defense Authorization Bill would set up the reserve as a pilot project at U.S. Cyber Command. The idea is to help the government respond to significant cyber incidents by bringing in cyber reservists to serve in temporary positions. The American Federation of Government Employees opposes the amendment, arguing it will weaken the civil service competitive hiring process. Customs and Border Protection opens a first-of-its-kind facility for checking air shipments. Tom Temin has more. It's called Air Centralized Examination Station, or ACES, and the ribbon cutting took place at Los Angeles International Airport. CBP describes it as a place to speed up e-commerce shipments arriving from other countries while ferreting out illicit goods. The 40,000-square-foot portal saves CBP from sending packages to some 87 distant warehouses for examination. It has the latest non-intrusive inspection gadgetry, allowing faster processing of items crucial to the U.S. economy's supply chain. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. Federal employees who need to rent cars while on official travel overseas are getting some new rules. The General Services Administration proposes to update the travel regulations for employees who need to rent a car while relocating overseas and are waiting for their personal car to arrive. The proposed rule aims to clear up confusion that arose over the interpretation of miscellaneous expenses. The Federal Register notice says the government will pay for car rental, as well as collision damage waivers and theft insurance. Comments on the proposed rule are due by November 13th. Service members, civilian employees, and contractors have new options for cybersecurity training. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The Defense Information Systems Agency is offering training around cyber defense analysis, database administrator, and network operations under a new set of courses on cyber.mil. Just as says these courses are open to service members, civilian employees, and contractors. All of the new training will be virtual, but instructor-led. Classes are free and use the Microsoft Teams platform. The DoD Cyber Exchange platform now offers 24 different courses, nine of which are instructor-led and under the Cyber Accepted Service Program. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The chairman of the Chief Data Officers Council is on the move. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Agriculture Department Chief Data Officer Ted Kauk is heading to the Office of Personnel Management in October. Kauk will join OPM as its CDO, as well as its Deputy Director for Human Capital Data Management and Modernization. USDA Deputy CDO Chris Alvarez will serve as its acting CDO. Kauk helped stand up more than 500 data dashboards at USDA and helped the CDO Council meet goals under the federal data strategy. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The National Archives and Records Administration brings a critical record system back online after getting knocked offline by Hurricane Ida. NARA says flooding led to a sustained connectivity failure with its electronic records archives. The outage meant agencies couldn't use the system for record scheduling or transfer requests, but those will resume this week. NARA is considering steps to avoid future outages, like adding new layers of redundancy to its network. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.